but talk about if relationships are the future of like, and I really truly like we're kind of running out of money or we have too much money. We don't have an either way. It's all about relationship, how we spend our money. Right. Absolutely. If relationships are the future of our friend economy or economy, whatever you want to call it, there's, there's nothing that's going to be more, um, have the ability to have more or, or, or instantly less. Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pop, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Katie, this is Gabby. This is Talk It Out. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Q from Chopping Over Q and the Critical Dub Network, and you are tuned in to the Yeah. It's official, man. Now, here's your host. Let's do it, world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm excited. I'm really excited to uh, have uh, this great guest. When it comes to talent, been doing it for a few years, maybe some decades, depending on who you ask. Um, took time out of his schedule to be able to rock with me. Host of his own podcast. I have a podcast. Entrepreneur has his own uh, talent entertainment company, Emmy Award winning. Let me say Emmy Award winning. Wow, that's that, that nice ring. Media advisor, world, help me welcome Vinny Podestivo. I know no, I got the know, last name right. I know you I nailed that, by the way. You hit that right. You got Thank that you. Good. <laughs> to Flagrant Two, man. I got you, man. Yeah, welcome like to uh, Flagrant Two. Thank you. Thank you for the, uh, the, um, uh, way that I, that intro didn't feel rushed and I was able to breathe with you and actually sort of like sulk in what you said. It's so cool to get to great content and then for that content to come around in the form of this conversation. I love it. Thank I you. love, I've loved what I've gotten to contribute to and I'm looking forward to where we go on this. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now looking at talent, like we go back to your earlier parts of your career with MTV mm-hmm. let the world obviously I've been able to hear a few you know stories but for those first time listeners who do not know how did the MTV opportunity present itself oh yeah um, I mean faith <laughs> fortitude <laughs> this is a real answer it was someone else's plan I was just like in the right place right time because that's how it was meant to be and and and, and the projects that led up to it worked out well um, some of it I had to create myself uh, uh, when I was in college um, I took this course called the landmark forum you know it had nothing to do with college it was in the city someone told me about it it was about self-discovery and I learned like the stories we tell ourselves are like not true and we, we tell ourselves like the worst versions of the stories we actually like we're the only people who make ourselves the villain and the hero and believe that we're neither, you know, and the same story that we tell ourselves, like, oh, such a, I was so guilty of that. And I think equipped with that, I changed my narrative and said, all right, so, so I'm going to be a casting director. I'm going to help talent find projects. That sounds like something I would be good at. And I went and I took an ad out on backstage. Um, and I said, you know, I'm a, I'm a casting director looking for actors who want to be hired in upcoming projects. I didn't say I have a project that I'm looking to cast. I said, I'm looking for upcoming projects. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to be a casting director, except I said, so send me your headshots and your resumes. One Campus Hill, Wagner College, Box 5, whatever. And I got in so much trouble at school for um, 
you're not supposed to start a business on campus and then certainly not supposed to have that as like the registered blah 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 but there was there's this other side to me as a computer programmer mm-hmm. that kicked in and i built a database a spreadsheet an excel spreadsheet i think it was excel and access back then yeah <laughs> In the late 90s, in the late 90s, 95 to 99, right? Which was like the golden era of media. Think about how like the floppy disk went out of, you know, um, we we went from some, I had a word processor when I was a freshman and sophomore year, I had internet. Junior year, I had an AOL account. Senior year, it's time to work at MTV. So <laughs> it's time to peace out and take that technology and build um, a, a department up a whole, I got to build a whole department at MTV uh, called the Talent Development Department in, in the late 90s, in 99. Um, the journey in between college and that, um, I worked on a show called Hannity and Combs, uh, a political show, a bipartisan political show about um, opinions and conversations from both sides of the aisle. And I got to travel the country picking um, audience members to ask questions. That was like my job. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty aware of like my surroundings, but not anywhere as close as I thought I was coming out of. <laughs> By the way, when you live in New York, you just think everything happens in New York and everything else that happens outside of New York, I don't know. It, it, it happens, but it also, ha- when it gets to New York is when it really, I don't know, there's like this weird, I don't know, the world revolves around us in New York growing up thing. So, but I got to experience opinions and 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 dynamics that i loved i went to school for psychology um and uh with like minor in computer programming um and uh and when i when i when i so 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 all that being said i'm now brought into mtv because um of my ability to organize the conversation to organize paperwork organize files to edit to take VHS and turn it into beta and turn it into digital, you know, like that's actually a really physical process back then. Um, uh, it's funny to think that I stayed on that process until 2007 when the iPhone came out and then finally IMAX and, and mm-hmm. Apple books were like a real thing. And then editing changed at MTV for the 10 years I was at MTV. It was two VCRs wired together um bootstrapped together to now but the talent that came through that network you know so now so now i'm at a network my job was to create the talent development department with my boss rod asa who's currently the the head of unscripted programming at uh, at nbc all worldwide and she's a real creative visionary he created the osbournes and punked newlyweds you know my job on punked i had to like get the i had to get talent releases that was my job and and it was only my job when they didn't want to sign the release right uh. after getting punked. I had a hard job. <laughs> I got a little credit for Dax and Al, you know, on that show in the beginning, but most of that job, most of my job on that show was, it was a funny, funny life. But, 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 but here I am at MTV and I, I have this idea that like, I can change reality. I, so I, I know I can't change reality. Reality is the perception of my life. I can change my life. I just did it. I just became a casting director. I took out an ad. I had a database and I just saw. So now I believe that this actually works. And the tools around me at that point in time were producers and TV cameras and TRL was downstairs. And I knew that I can bring someone into the into the MTV ecosystem and that at 3.30 when TRL was live, like that was, there was things that happened at 3.30 because of how pre- bands broke up or or reunited or, or collabs were announced, you know, or marriages, you know, things happened at 3.30 because 
of the power of media. So there was this cool siphoning that kind of happened, you know, yeah. like the, the people, they came through MTV and because of my job casting VJs, which turned into casting celebrities as hosts, um, which I give full credit to Will I Am for that, by the way, who literally asked me one day, well, what if I wanted to be like a VJ? And I was like, you know, if like you, like you like host a show. He's like, well, he said this to me. I expect, he goes, well, wouldn't I rather host a show and be on for an hour than just have like four of the top five, you know, hits? I'm like, oh, but, well, hold on a second. And then make boop, boop, boop. And I called my, my boss, Rod, and I said, Rod, well, I am, said he wants to host like a, a show. Maybe we, maybe we do like a, a special on like MTV2 or something like that. He's like, yeah, that's call it blue and 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 they're they're in you know because we listened mtv created the space i gotta admit they without the network there would be no 30 minutes to give uh jessica simpson the ability to show the world who she truly is mm -hmm. you know um and and um and the beauty that came in creating that space for other people's narratives yes um it was super cool um but that's the long and short of it, you know. And then, by the way, before reality TV, all this I got to work on MTV Films, and then, yeah. um, uh, which, by the way, um, I got to put Beyonce in her first film ever, in her first solo feature, like starring role, Carmen, a hip hopper. I didn't, I did, I ran the audition. I she wasn't, the, I wasn't the casting director. I was like a casting associate coordinator. You were still a part of it, Vinny. It was me, her, and Robert Townsend <laughs> in that room. I was the dude holding the camera. By the there way, it was go. so cool. I get goosebumps when I think of that moment because, like, we she, we did the lines and she did the Carmen lines, whatever. And so I, I like, ran lines with Car Beyonce. It's so crazy. And then and then he gave me notes that I knew that they were like intended for her, you know. But like he gave them to me. Mm -hmm. So he said, "Ben, you know, I really want you to get closer to her face so I can see her eyes because I want to see her have her eyes connect." And I want like he was literally. I was like, "Why are you telling me what you should be telling her?" And I realized, "Oh, what a brilliant." What a brilliant director this guy is that he's mm -hmm. he's making it her idea letting her have the space to pick up on the energy but not saying how to do something but working with me as a creative to hone in on my skill and i'm like sensors are going off right. by the way i swear at the end of that interview i was like all right robert i'll go take this tape and i'll dub it for you and I'll, he's like no give me the tape i'll take <laughs> i'll take the tape with you no like, copies oh, I, <laughs> I keep those auditions i do they're like in a VHS log, you know, here in my closet. Um, uh, but the coolest thing about that process um, was was in, later on learning how Beyonce used that film to kind of hone in on character development. Mm -hmm. And I think it was in Rolling Stone that sort of pointed out that that's where um, her where Sasha Fierce came from, where her identity of the version of Beyonce that we all know as, yes. you know, the performer, where she kind of picked up and created that persona and um i saw it happen i was in the room i was in the, I, saw it, I saw it happen in her eyes i literally saw it happen nice. you can't what do you do after that you know <laughs> by the way you uh that and then um freedom writers i got to cast i got to cast freedom writers uh mario and a couple of uh singers that i got to put in the classroom for that film and then i was like my film my film work is not going to get better than this I've got to do something innovative and different. <laughs> and then reality TV happened. <laughs> and, and speaking and of telling stories, oh, yeah. learning how to, learning how to, you know, you know, when, when 
when you go to your aunt's house or whatever and they, there's a family story but they've just got it down so good that it's been rehearsed we've heard it five years we're actually part of the performance of the story now so <laughs> when someone's new boyfriend or girlfriend comes in it's like a brand new i got to see how people tell that do that with run's house i got to see how a family sits down reads you know with run's house we would get there was actual uh comedic copy that they would be given like actual punchlines, and then however we get there that's reality but these are the punchlines and the intention so they have they, they know they can feel confident it's going to be funny and they know what they're what they're creating i i've shot scenes that way and then i've also shot them like laguna beach where we shoot it freestyle we try to make sense of it afterwards and then find unique ways to tie stories together so i loved learning how people tell their stories differently and then and then social media where you don't have to have come to me and get a, a, a green light to be right. able to get your story out in public and you own it well kind of it depends on the platform yeah. like, you, <laughs> right. very awesome. but that's where podcasting comes into play this mm. is where podcasting is crushing it with like ip there you don't you know you don't own content um you don't own the ip the ip to your social media content is very different than the IP rights you have to your podcasting um, uh, domestically here within America, Absolutely. which is how podcast IP goes if you don't register for additional um, coverage. Um, but talk about if relationships are the future of like, and I really truly like we're kind of running out of money or we have too much money, we don't have an either way. It's all about relationship, how we spend our money, right? Absolutely. If relationships are the future of our friend economy, our economy, whatever you want to call it. There's, there's nothing that's going to be more, um, have the ability to have more or, or, or instantly less um, value than something creative. And NFTs are a great, a great example of, 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 you know, what am I, what, what the heck am I talking about? How, how could a relationship, you know, matter? That's community. Relationships are community. That's how it matters. Absolutely. Stamina, Absolutely. you know, you don't get stamina in a single stance. You get stamina in, in a march and yep. with people and um, fo group mentality. And, 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 and I love adding to the lexicon that podcast again. You get to come up with these terms and words that people use. And, and, I'm, and if I ever give off an idea or something out there and people go, oh, I, I'm so sorry, I stole it. I'm like, stole it. I gave it to you. <laughs> I'm gonna put it out there on right. purpose. Like, hey, I didn't do it. Oh, right. How did it come out? That's good. <laughs> Can I need it? Can I see it? You know, of course, I love that. I love that. And that's one of the things I wanted to applaud you for um, being a part of MTV. And they started the reality TV buzz, like you said, yeah. from the different shows. Did you guys in the network or you personally think that this was? ahead of his time or you just kind of there's something different the world hasn't seen it so let's see what reaction uh we would get i remember when i realized we were ahead of the time mm. is when rolling stone wrote an article and called my boss radisa a creative visionary and he loved it and and we loved it and it was like something that we were very surprised by because we we're like we were just doing what we felt like was cool and interesting and relatable and and as a talent department so as a talent department we were we were po we were poised posed know, for success differently you know um than mtv so so in in 95 let's start there in 95 
Michael Jackson changes programming on MTV. Yo, MTV Raps comes out. There's a relationship between Sony and MTV and Columbia and MTV. And now there's a whole different type of relationship and rapport that's happening. 95 was when I graduate high school. I finally get cable and I'm like, finally, I'm allowed to watch MTV. Finally, although I prefer to watch like remote control. And <laughs> you know, those are like my future for some reason. Because I was always the Aerosmith. For me, I'm like, oh, another Aerosmith video? I'll come oh, back yeah. in 10 minutes. <laughs> and then you get, oh, Michael Jackson, remember the time? I'll come back in 15 minutes. <laughs> the days we tell in our age, listeners, we tell in our age. That's it. Or I actually, if you're, if you're watching MTV too late, I'd, like, I'd get spooked out by Thriller. I'd be like, yo, Joey, my brother Joey, like, Joe, you got to go downstairs. Otherwise, I'm telling mom you have to go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's like a werewolf. I'll go watch that stairs. Crazy. So, so, so there was this cultural change that had shifted that I, I got to see and be a part of. And my, my, um, my day one story at MTV, uh, so as a casting director now, at, with two week along casting director, having put out this ad in college, I saw in backstage, now that I'm subscribed to it, that MTV was having an open call, meet the casting director on 45th and Broadway. I grabbed two of my friends and we went. We said, let's go see what this is. MTV, we're going to go meet a casting director. How cool is that? And we went and we met the casting director and we signed our name down. And Ananda, um, who, who just left BET and came to NTV, yes. picked me yeah. out of the crowd and asked. And she was so sweet. And she's like, we were looking for somebody to ask Whitney um, what it was like recording with Mariah on the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. And I'm like, can you pick me to ask that question? I was like, yeah, I want to ask that question. And I practiced and she practiced with me and there was freezing and I was nervous. And then the producers go over and I see them, I see them say, that's the guy who's going to ask the question. He's going to ask what it was like recording with Ryan. And she was like, I'm not answering that question. She's like, that's not next. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my dreams. Right. So close. <laughs> Crushed. <laughs> so close. And that's, by the way, the year of, this is the year of the brown, the infamous brown dress on the VMA. I don't know. I'm certainly dating myself and aging myself on this. It's all good. It's fun. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Purpose. You know, th this is the level of purpose that we created. That absolutely. And so you asked a simple question. Did I know we were ahead? Yeah, we were we were setting the pace mm. for it. That's how ahead of the, of the curve we were. We were just setting the pace because that's how live happened back then when television happened. And then I left in 2007 and 2007 is also a big year for iPhone and technology and Facebook goes from private school to public, you know, um, role. MySpace is dominating. So there's other mark, other cable networks were starting to have an impact. You know, I, I worked at MTV. <laughs> it's weird. I worked at MTV in the late '90s when there was a strong male viewership, and I just watched the guys all go to ESPN. And it's weird to say that because you think like, uh, like it's almost like, well, where you mean what else? What other, what other network? Where we're you know, but that's and and then sports didn't work on MTV anymore. Mm. Like I did all the rock and jocks. Yeah, I was and rock and, and music. <laughs> like, those were like I grew up that the ninety five to ninety. Like that's when I started watching it. Yeah. Like Tony Saragusa and like all yeah. these like fun Tony Hawk and like I know him yeah. in the capacity. You know, um, jumping out of an airplane during you know while Limp Bizkit or or, or Blink one eighty two at that point. Mm -hmm. And Mark Hoppus is is co-hosting with Bink Biff Naked or something like that. You know, absolutely. Um, 
And I watched sports, and it was hard. And it was hard. And there was a whole sports department at MTV that just got smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm. And and to be honest, that was actually one of the reasons why when I was asked to cast um, the host for the challenge, uh, and the the most of that show was run by Buna Murray, but there was one person at MTV who they inter- interacted with, and she's a she's an athlete, she's a skier herself. So I think I got the assignment to cast a host for the challenge. And then gotcha. that week, Johnny Mosley, who's like an Olympian skier, was on SNL. And I was like, this dude just made my life easy. A skier, she's a skier. They wanted an athlete. He's an Olympian. It's called the challenge where, you know, like this is brilliant. Um, except winter athletes got to work in the winter. So then I got to work with Dave Mira, which was so cool. God rest his soul. And we did three seasons. Um, and ultimately TJ Lavin who's been there now for 20 plus, you know, I think they're in seasons 38, 30, 39 or whatever. And it, to, to know that an, I was able to get an athlete, you know, him and Rob Deerdick, by the way, the only two athletes on that network. If you look at like, wow, <laughs> what does sports look like on MTV? It's ridiculousness and the challenge, by the way. <laughs> and then the other, the other old guy that, <laughs> that I brought to MTV was Nick Cannon and now DJ D-Rec, those two, you know, and while mm. out, which was, you know, um, a labor of love that show getting that show you know bought finally bought by mtv it was not an easy sell and nick invested time and money and so i have these great i've seen it i've seen tremendous success come from the, the simplest the smallest of movements ideas relationships so i'm so passionate now about helping people be successful i give literally giving this away because i don't uh, there's no because there's suddenly a lot more creatives in this world Blink overnight, <laughs> right? Right. With these right. with these social platforms, and um, I like helping them win awards. I like helping them get credit. I like help the all these things help help with discovery, help with distribution and amplification, and it's beyond the ego for me. Um, it's about empowering creators. Um, otherwise, there's fatigue. They don't have stamina. They won't stick. Around. They won't enjoy creating. They won't. They won't stick around long enough to see it be successful. And like. Our voices are too valuable. Our communities are too valuable to to give up because it's frustrating to record right. a podcast. Or right. it's, I don't know. You know, my social media doesn't look like you know X Y Z. So why? Good. Shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> You're already doing you something motivated. right. <laughs> Absolutely. And keep continue to keep on pushing. Now, world, mm-hmm. I gotta let the world know, Vinny, how whether it's personal brands or corporate brands, you've worked yeah. with. I love it's yes is the answer <laughs> like so many great iconic individuals and fortune 100 companies like what keeps you humble though with that level of success and those relationships that you've uh, established um edu- constantly in education mode so uh like i maybe i never really feel like i'm ever too far ahead i, I acknowledge when i feel like i'm the, the race the pace horse you know what I acknowledge when I'm in flow. Oh, when I'm in flow, man, when I'm like show after show and like podcasts turn into streaming hits and and everything around me. And, and it's that gigantic energy that I was lacking that I didn't have before I started my podcast. That's what my podcast I needed. I, I, I started to shrink myself. Mm. So like for some reason in my mind, the math went like this. There's there's finite space. Vinny, make yourself smaller so you can work with the biggest project possible. Mm. As opposed to saying there's infinite space. There you go. Let's get this going. <laughs> let's see how big we can make this. And then like, let's see what we can fill. What's already out there. 
by the way, so that I don't have to create what's feeling, acknowledging that something else is out there. And by the way, that's, that's how I cast every single show I've ever worked on. When Ananda left MTV and I had a cast in the new hot zone, um, and I looked at every, I went to radio stations, you know, I went to 105, I went to 97. My counterpart, Danny Villa in LA was the guy who found Lala. And to me, I thought, well, you know, Ananda felt very East Coast. We're in Times Square. I mean, it makes sense to have like a West Coast. You know, I know that I know. And here I am, like, this is me being educated. I know like the Big East or I know the East Coast, West Coast. So I'm like, this could be a really cool opportunity to to for me selfishly to meet somebody from California and like and knowing that I'm going to get immersed in their culture, their contacts will be my contacts, my contacts will be theirs. And that's just how we, we roll that MTV in a really tight you know community. But I never went around saying I'm hosting, I, I'm casting the host for the show. I'm looking for this. I would call up John Domasek at 97, the programming director, said, John, or actually Fleck, Funkmaster Flex would introduce me. And I would say, I'm, I got I have this opportunity. Do you know the person? Because you could be the person who finds them. I'm not finding them. I, you gotta nice. fill it. You find them. <laughs> I fill it. <laughs> this was casting to me. This is how right. it was supposed to work right. back then. And um, because and 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 I didn't realize that that there's like a secret to that. By the way, the secret that I learned that I didn't know I was doing was I didn't use opportunity for opportunity. Mm. I didn't wait for an opportunity to make it, it wasn't transactional. It was always a touch point. And I stayed in touch with people constantly. When I have nothing to say, I say, hey, no updates, just stay in touch. Cause like, I know how, I know what happens when we don't stay in touch. You think I'm working on, you think X, Y, Z, and that's not, where'd you, you know what I mean? So like, right. let's just, I can dispel that. No problem. I'll put energy into that and sometimes sometimes people will say well like um call me if you ever need help and i'm like uh i assess i take like strict inventory of like what's around me we set a goal and then we hit it and then we do it again and again and again and again like that's my it's my into it so i i think working with great people too um that i'm constantly in awe of like sometimes i laugh i'm like i, I pulled it off like i got the I actually surrounded myself with all these. Like they, I'm in their phone books. Like I'm, they're not yes. even just in mine, but I'm in their phone yes. books. And and then when I launched this po this podcast, and everyone I called said, "Yeah, of course. When when can we talk?" And I'm like, oh, "This is easy now because no one's going to be listening to my questions. They're going to be listening to Mandy Moore's answers." <laughs> so thanks, thanks, y'all. That's the literally. But hey, however we normalize it, right? I like to document it instead of created so absolutely so 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 this zoom era thing that we we're just coming you know this whole idea of like talking into a camera and mm -hmm. we did a great job of making that feel like it's normal and and that that was a huge obstacle three or four years ago with with people who were trying to do things digitally that absolutely. um that really you know we used we figured out how to you know be our, be authentic be our true selves the kids are now in the background you know the, the the fake backgrounds the filters are now off you know? <laughs> right Except sometimes the eyebrow filters pop up with that one. <laughs> right right yeah man the digital technology like you said is is definitely growing and that's something i've educated myself to get better with um as of 
eight months ago, I just started this platform with more, you know, doing the video recordings because before it was just strictly audio and just, you know, not having that that interaction uh, with my guests. One of the other things I want to hit on, and again, I want to say thank you for being part of my Road to 500 total episodes. Um, Definitely, um, you know, an honor to, to be an independent in my case and to know that someone like you that has been around great people for decades and built that relationship. And that's what I was going to lead to my next question with your podcast. I have a podcast. You're the host of that mm-hmm. dope podcast where you've had uh, Christina Million, uh, Million uh, Mandy, um, as well, Miss Mandy Moore. What was that point to where you said, I'm going to actually run my own podcast? Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, I put out my trailer in January of 2020. Okay. And, and the next two months leading up to the beginning of the pandemic, I got maybe 50 phone calls or, or people interest in, from people asking me, wait, you do podcasts? I, we want a podcast. Um, I literally had only put out my trailer, which said, Hey, this is Vinny. Uh, I'm going to have meaningful conversations around creativity. Um, I, I believe in sustainable creativity. I believe that there are things that I've learned and experienced that I can share with you that will be beneficial. And also I'll bring in the people who I did it with and who did it for me as well. So like full transparency. And I treated my guests more like cast, like they're, they're my repeat, they're my repeat fam. So I'm not like people say, how did you book guests on your show? I'm like, I didn't, I just, <laughs> I'm going to stick with the people that I know. Yes. And that's it. Yes. And then, and then what I did, because I love the idea of meeting people through my podcast but i also produce dozens of other people's podcasts so i have an outlet to meet other people in their worlds you know that are not on my podcast and that's my outlet to meet people but by me creating podcasts for other people i get to meet their guests and i actually and i have a team and i have staff and i have producers um and i am always like oh let me know when i can be on them because i know that when i'm the producer on a Zoom or a, a StreamYard or a, a Zencaster recording, that it's an opportunity for me to meet somebody. Um, and then also respectfully, sometimes I make sure I'm not there because I don't want to. I have big energy, so I gotta be mindful of that. You know, the check I gotta check myself and make sure it doesn't become the Vinny, the Vinny show because I want my clients to have a spotlight. That's why I built the stage for them. I'm I'm like a comedian. You know, I'm a comedian. I'm the worst. I can't do anything like. <laughs> Even that, like I can't even, you know, it's so annoying, by the way. I'm a creative communicator. And and there's that levity, by the way, to every single show, every podcast, every episode that I've done. And and I, I think I, I think my work stood out in, in, in reality from the tone because of the people that I associated with. Because those maybe you asked earlier when did I when when did we feel like we were kind of ahead of our time? Mm-hmm. When when the people I was casting as hosts were suddenly showing up at rallies, fighting for my right to have a family with the chosen man and chosen family that I want to have. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized, it can make me cry. Mm-hmm. That's when I, like, Beyonce shows up and does like, man, they show up and do what for me? Like I did that. That's good. <laughs> and like, that's, that's what, because that's powerful. And, and we needed those voices for 10, 15 years before social media allowed us to have our own to represent us in a way that was consistent so that they don't have to just talk to 
social causes when they're only on one late night show because of one movie premiere. That's how it used to be. And and um, Ashton, I mean, I Diddy, I can think of all the people that I got to work with that really showed up. And um, I would get really sensitive. There's a couple of people that probably were going to get some projects. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> not today. No, And then ultimately, to be honest, and ultimately in 2007, there was a, a shift in management, and um, and the creative direction changed. Um, I was working on the show um, called Me and Mr. Me and Mr. Jones. Um, it was the newlywed series for Nas and Khalees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd done eight episodes, and unfortunately, after locking in all eight and then color correcting six. So meaning like we were two episodes away from like never needing to touch the episodes again. Um, we were told there was a shift in the programming schedule and, and, and you know, we sort of lost our footing on that. Uh, so that took a blow to the ego. Ashley Simpson was a huge project of mine and the SNL debacle happened and I was tasked with going out and finding a new Ashley Simpson, the impossible task. Mm-hmm. And I tried to close a deal, um, but MTV refused to think that Katy Perry would ever be a star. So I never got, and Katy was dating Travis. I'm like, this is so perfect for us. But, and then, and then Good Charlotte finally left um, uh, MTV and I had to cast uh, a new host for All Things Rock. And I submitted Pete Wentz. And they were like, he's not even the lead singer. Mm. I'm like, what? I'm like, y'all just. And and also, I, I, uh, Heidi Klum came in and pitched Project Runway. I thought that was brilliant for MTV, and we didn't get it. And I was like, oh. So, like, is there, like, other networks <laughs> that do what we do now? And then, and then, to be honest, I Facebooked Andy Cohen, and I said, I started my own company. Lance Bass said to say hi. Um, and now I never talked to you before because I've always been at MTV, whatever. By the way, my, my boss then is now Andy's because Andy doesn't work technically for NBC anymore. But Andy and my boss are colleagues. Are, they do everything together now. Nice. And with Andy, I got to do Housewives of New Jersey and Millionaire Matchmaker and, um, and just changed how worked with Candy and like a couple of her spinoffs. Like it was so cool to get to, to work with business owners who founders of businesses, you know, that's when you talk about these companies that have Peter Thomas Roth, multi-million dollar brands that are on QVC for hours and hours a day, they show up. They they are there they made their product for a much bigger cause than what the product serves. And I will I will always stand up for people who are willing to stand up, you know, for the underserved, for the people who feel like they're currently the underdogs. Because mm-hmm. Everyone should feel that way. Be really honest. If you right. don't, then you better right. check yourself. Right. Um, and, if, and then, if you didn't feel like, or at least if you didn't feel like you were an underdog, maybe. So it might be hard. Maybe you don't think you're an underdog now. You won't realize that until you have success, and you go, "Oh yeah, that was me. I was in the underdog mode. I didn't. I didn't quite realize that." I'm. I like helping people out of their shadow. I like helping the flower sort of blossom and bloom and and be its best and let it be what it should be. A podcast, a book, a TV show, a song, a speaking tour, an NFT, social account, a meme account. I love creating all of that energy. So, and if you know how to connect that to ROI, if you're smart with Pinterest and you're smart with Google and you're smart Return with- Return on investment. Yeah. You know, like, like, like podcasts right now, po- you can't listen to podcasts on IMDb 
but podcasts are a verified digital series that you can upload to IMDb, meaning you can give yourself credit as a producer host. And also you tag me as a guest and any other guests that you've had that are way bigger than me. And when you go to their IMDb pages, you're going to see your podcast appearing on their IMDb page. So when they get in TV or a movie announcement, or you see the star meter sort of move, you're getting visibility now. It's discovering you. And, and the connection between IMDb and Google is ridiculous. So like um, my podcast is called I Have a Podcast sort of for SEO purposes. Um, also, I'm a, I'm a child of Al-Anon and Alateen that grew up in, in AA meetings. I know the power of identifying with somebody. And when I meet somebody and they go, oh, I'm Vinny, I have a podcast. I go, oh, me too. I, know <laughs> I get you. It's like That's good. You know, I, I get you. Like, you got the editing, the recording, what is the booking? What is it all? You know, like yes. I suddenly can, regardless of if it's a religious book or uh, a, a sports book, arts and entertainment you know really it doesn't matter we all have now a workflow we a shared experience that will bond us together and that's you know the foundation of relationships is, is is that shared experiences which is why i talk about punk and newlyweds and while and out all my shows because i want people to realize they've already watched my content they're already part of what i've created i got to work at a golden era of, of TV when a lot of people saw what happened on television. And and those franchises are still successfully creating too. So I, I like bringing up the nostalgia um, the way I bring it up of MTV. I didn't even talk about Jersey Shore. You see how I didn't talk about Tila Tequila? I, like you, I, I didn't tell you why I left that network. <laughs> I'm like, what? She's the number one MySpace artist. You don't even got one single. How's that? Uh-uh. Not, mm -hmm. She's not taking my <laughs> Ashley Simpson spot. Right, my dead right. body. It's me or tequila, and you know what? <laughs> they got they got what they wanted. <laughs> Vinny, I appreciate you keeping your faith too, because like you said, there yeah. were times when it was a shift in management, a shift of direction from when you started um, back in uh, the late nineties until you yeah. know you left, and you still kept the faith. You still continue to have a love for people and still wanting to be that voice or be that source or provide uh, resources for people who was, you know, maybe like you said, less fortunate or just needed an opportunity. And whether it's been the other guests that you've had or the shows that you've been guests on, I'm saying thank you because this is, you know, like you said, it's huge. So when I do go to my IDMB podcast page which i do have yes. by the way um and add uh yours truly you on um to, yes. as a uh, featured guest is definitely something that as an independent i'm still i'm i still feel like the underdog regardless of yeah. the amount of guests the awards the accomplishments yeah. i see that emmy back there hey yeah <laughs> by the way i won those three awards last year because i applied nice that's, and I have a whole award strategy. I have over 50 awards that I've identified that people, I don't think people know how to apply for awards. And, and by the way, the thing about awards, if you have an IMDb account and you, I go to the Emmys and I work backwards, if I want to work with the best of the best, I go to the communicator awards, the tellies, the W3s, the Davy award, like all 
the stacky awards the marketing awards by the way just win two awards and then you're a multi award winning brand until you win the emmy and then you could be an emmy you know that's you my next goal those. emmy you know i'm coming I mean? for and mine i want to point out my emmy is a local emmy so so it was made specifically for something that i did with the florida audience so it's a it's a re, it's a regional emmy is what it's called um uh and i've Talk about a lot of TV shows. You know what I mean? The thing that I did differently this time that I never did before ever, literally the, the one thing I did was apply. And you have to pay a fee. The Academy, by the way, to win an Emmy, you have to be part of the Academy Arts and TV Motion Picture Sciences, and then you pay an additional fee. And, um, but the good thing about the Emmy is you don't have to pay for the statue. They give it to you. But when you gotcha. die, they take it back. They put it in the museum. They say, so, okay, put me in the museum. No, then I don't got it. No one's gonna fight over it. Then that's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, that's in, in the credits part. Here's a, a quick trick on the credits: is um, on your podcast page, right? So, so first off, you don't need to. For anyone listening, you don't need to have um, an IMDb Pro account to create uh, uh, an account or, or a presence on IMDb. You do need a credit first. So the first thing you need is to be in a show that's already existed before you can add your name to the conversation. It's not like you add your name and then you start adding credits. So it's, just, it's all about what's already aired, you know, on, on IMDb. But on the IMDb podcast page, take advantage of the taglines. This is like H1 header, like like sh raw sugar <laughs> to to google it, it, it uh, write five headlines that you know that you could rank for so you know be mindful of like you know google ranking but be that maybe you would want to be called maybe someone might refer to your podcast you know the the creative the number one creative podcast the the podcast for creators the podcast coach you know whatever you want to say five different ways and you, you come back and you dm me and tell me when it shows up in your google and when i mean it's almost instant it's like a it's a it's a big data point and also you get infinite amount of uploads through imdb with your podcast for film vertical horizontal and static assets that changes your google photos completely it washes all of your exes all those bad projects that you can't you can't get off the top of your google it pushes all that stuff down and there's nothing like amazon and google they're like you know cousins they talk <laughs> well so. if you need to go back and listen to the gems that Vinny, especially as a podcaster or entrepreneur and to help you with that you know exposure or that 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 um, opportunity to be seen go back and listen and, and, and Vinny, before you go again thank you very much i know we gotta definitely hit on in more detail what will come with your master class your creator accelerator course definitely talk about that because what you gave is a good trial for what's oh, yeah. to come once you have people uh sign on uh, sign on i'm so excited to launch my creator accelerator just a hub you know come to vpe.tv that's my website sign up right now to get early access it's just a hub of all the tools i use so for example v so um vpe.tv slash good pods is my number one recommendation for independent podcasters it's a it's a social network podcasting app that allows you to connect directly with the people who listen to your podcast through that app so like I know who listens to my show because it shows me and then we can connect directly. You can't do that through Apple or Chrome or whatever. Um, there's also a tremendous amount of lists. 
that they have for independent podcasters. So like I am not ranking in Apple's podcast, but I'm ranking in good pods, TV and film. So you better believe that in my sponsorship deck, it says number one on good pods, TV and film. Cause all about perception out there, by the way, it's all about the perception of your reality. Mm. And, and, and actually I loved good pods so much. I called them up. I was like, I love what you're doing. You have a you have a 100 independent pod, it's live. How about I come from TRL? How about every week? Let me do a top five independent podcasters, and then I put it on my my site and I put it on my social media. And when I tell you the like 70 to 100 like like the amount of engagement I get on that, how it's brought me closer to the podcast community, especially the ones that are like dominating good pods. Like it, let me skip the line a little bit to be honest, you know. Um, that's a big win. Good pod. That's a that's it. And good pods, by the way, they're about to come out with a desktop app. So if you're bringing people to your website and you're asking them to listen to your, there's about to the, the independent podcast game is going to get evened out. Spotify, you know, it was the Obamas are leaving Spotify. They're looking for the you know the, the Netflixes. We've we so we, just this week we heard already. You know, Netflix is down two hundred thousand subscribers. They're predicting a million in the next quarter. Uh, it's going, all of that is going to create a tremendous amount of space for the independent podcaster, especially if you have, own your content, because all of those platforms that I just mentioned will have a podcast tab. There will be Netflix podcast, Discovery Plus podcast, Twitter podcast, Facebook podcasts. We think of podcasts as a substitute for films or TV, not an, mm-mm. you know how films have like bonus features. How about bonus feature plus podcast movie? <laughs> there, seriously, when you think about how how we can connect podcast, the ability to send an audio file when you have Wi-Fi signal, download it, and then listen to it. You don't even need to be streaming to be able to listen to this audio. That's so much power in in that. And you own it. You don't own anything in commercial television. You know, ask ask Nick Cannon how much of Wild Out mm. you own. Nothing. You know, none of those shows, not in America, in other countries, other for, other countries, it's actually illegal for the creator not to own a stake of what they're creating. Um, but in America, you you give all the rights to the network, and and podcast is the one thing. I have never owned more content <laughs> than than that. So true. Well, Vinny, thank you, thank you, brother. I really I appreciate, appreciate you. your time. Oh my goodness, this was good, even for me to hear how podcasting will continue to grow i've been doing it since two, uh 2016 oh, so great. i still have the same excitement or the butterflies from day one and you know as an og as some people call it is this more more work to be done so you know it's episode, gonna be funny for you when people say wait did you know there's like 500 more episodes like, <laughs> yeah no but there's like you have to hear have you heard the first one you're like is that where you're at? Is that what? It's that binge <laughs> listening, as you stated it earlier. And sure. and you own it. It's not going, if you own it, I and do. it's on a platform that you control, it's not going anywhere. So that being said, I like Podbean, just an FYI. There it <laughs> is, there it is. Well, if you can let the world know how they can support you, how they can find you on social uh, media, and you have the floor. Oh, yeah. I'm at Vinny Potestivo on all social media. I respond. Twitter, I'm I'm pretty good at. LinkedIn is like my jam. That's like my homeboy. I'm always on LinkedIn. <laughs> Thursdays, 4 p.m. live Eastern. And I have a live audio show that I do there. So I love building community there. Um, and if you're interested in the website, it's vpe.tv. Uh, five letters. vpe.tv. 
and um i just welcome you come say hi like make make yourself friends because that's who i work with so it's a good way to put it out and for my listeners be sure to support i know i will on uh social media as well as linkedin definitely uh support and follow and um for those first time listeners thank you for tuning in to avid listeners you already know what up you can find me on twitter and instagram at itsdmurf you can find the flagrant two pod the real flagrant two on instagram at flagrant two pod underscore also check out the website www.dmurfspeaks.com where you will definitely see uh mr vinnie potestivo as a featured guest uh under the brand world we out we got things to do, but uh, we love y'all, and y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and fight the good fight. It's a lot going on day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Uh, D-Murph, you did it again Setting trends like you winning the win Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins Connecting dots now with all the pins We just trying to be good men I Adore my wife and I love my kids I never let them down, never let them frown Never let a clown take a crown Hit me cause I'm brown, that's okay I got the blood of a king Saw it in the dream, ain't all with the scene Try to turn us to fiends We drown in the streams while we chasing that dream It's all about the dollar bill, y'all And stop chasing that thrill, y'all These beliefs trying to kill y'all I'm just here trying to heal y'all so listen as we work, dropping them gems now, rocking with D Murph. Tuning in as we get it in, so milling in, being better men, we so adamant about the culture. Sick that these vultures, we in the game now, watch how we coach ya. Keep your guns in the holster, love is life, and that's how we approach ya. Huh?